I want to uh, share with you. We all we have been talking about. Um, you all may be seated for a moment. We've been talking about living the fabulous life, and it's so important for us to understand as believers. A lot of times, as believers, we learn and we know how to church. We know how to shout. We know how to dance. Many of us, we know how to speak in tongues, and we know how to do church protocol, but what we don't know how to do many times is live the fabulous life in Christ that God has promised us, and I want each of you all to know that God's plan has always been to bless you exceedingly and abundantly and above your wildest imagination, and we know this because the Word of God says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard the blessings that God has stored up for us. And so it's in our, our pursuit of God. And one of the greatest things that we can teach you in the kingdom of God when we gather to God's embassy, his church is his embassy. And Jesus shared the revelation with his apostles, his disciples, uh, before he left. And he shared with them the revelation of the church. And he said, the gates of hell would not be able to prevail against his church. We're talking about God's church. We're not talking about man-made church where we do man-made things or man-made religiosity, but we see no change in our lives. That you come one way and you leave the same way that you've come, but you've had church. God's kingdom is his authority, it is his power, and he gives us the ability as his children to operate in that power in the earth. And so when we talk about the fabulous life, there are certain things that many Christians, uh, God's children, uh, many of them never come into the promises of God because they master church, but they don't master their relationship with God. They don't spend time in his presence. They don't have a prayer life. Um, they don't realize that every breath that they're taking, every move that they're making is through and by the grace and the mercies of God and that we're only here on an unlimited amount of time. That the earth as you know it that you're a part of is only temporary in your life. Many of us have been to funerals and home goings where we see that the remainders, the leftover of a person has to either be buried or cremated because that was just their physical house. It was just a body. And many times we are so focused either on our own personal bodies or the bodies of others, pleasing ourselves or pleasing other men or women or people. And many times we are robbed by the pleasures and the blessings that God has for us. And my prayer today is that you have an ear to hear with the Spirit of the Lord is going to minister through me today to be a blessing to you. And I want you to know that God loves you beyond your wildest imagination. So there's no imagination, there's no thing you can imagine that you may desire or want that God doesn't already want more for you as long as it is in the guidelines of your safety. There is a safe place in God. And God all wants us to be there, and that's in his bosom. Listen to this. While life on earth is just the dress rehearsal before the real production, you will spend far more time on the other side of death in eternity 
then you will hear. Christ came to give us life and that more abundantly. He wants us to experience all God has for us here and now. The love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, the health and all the blessings of prosperity. What is prosperity, you may ask? Prosperity simply means having more than enough of everything that God planned for you to have so that you can be a blessing to others. One of the walkaways that I want you to walk away with is that God has designed us as born-again believer. If you're a born-again believer, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and you've been born of the Spirit and born of the water, God has created, purposed, and made you to be a blessing to others. Matter of fact, God has designed and purposed for us to be so blessed that you can even bless your enemies and it wouldn't bother you. That's a huge blessing. That's a huge blessing that you can be so blessed that you blessing your enemies, those that come against you, those that plot on you or plan against you, that you can bless them because no weapon that is formed against you is going to prosper because you're a child of God. So you never have to focus on what's coming up against you, but you focus on doing the plan of God, which is being a blessing to those who don't even know better. Jesus gets all the way on the cross. I need you to understand this fabulous life. This fabulous life is intertwined with the God factor that we talked about on last month. God's way of doing things will always supersede the way we think or the way we see things in the natural because God is spirit. And those that worship the Lord must do so in spirit and truth. God has more for you than you can ever imagine. He has more for you here in the earth, but he has greater for you on the other side. The Bible says, absent from the body, one day you will leave your body. The real you is inside that body. Your physical body is just an earth suit. Isn't it amazing how much we focus on our physical body but one day this physical body will be laid down and uh, uh, a minister of the gospel will be saying ashes to ashes or dust to dust. Isn't it amazing how many atheists, atheists or non-believers who even attend church one day is trusting for some man or woman to stand over their body and say ashes to ashes and dust to dust? Life after death is greater than life on this side. That's why I was sharing a moment ago, this is like a dress rehearsal. And I'm going to show you in Deuteronomy chapter 28 how God's plan has always been to bless you. And when you align yourself with God's purpose for your life, you won't want, you will not want for anything. You will be a possessor of things. Let me say that again. When you align with the will and the purpose of God for your life, and that's not for God to control you. I love God. Because he's not a God of control. He's not a God of manipulation or stimulation. God, I love God because God tells the truth like it's the truth because he can't lie. It is the truth. And many of us need to hear the word of God the same exact way. And that's why I'm giving it to you the way that I give it to you. The Bible says when you put God first... Everything will work out in your favor. Say that with me. When I put God first, everything else will work in my favor. I want to really drill this in you. When I put God first, everything else will work in my favor. 
when I put God first, everything else will work in my favor. Not, 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 not when I put my father and my mother first, not when I put myself first, not when I put my children or my husband or wife first, but when I put God first. You can find that in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Get that in your notes so that you can meditate on it, you can study it, you can read it for yourself. That's Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Time is not permitting for us to go there this morning because there are other scriptures that I must share with you. Scriptures to me are very powerful because they're to me like in the natural when you go to the doctor and you're having a physical problem, a physical condition, and you're hurting, they will prescribe a prescription where you can get some medicine so that medicine will help you with the pain or help you with the problem. Well, in God, God gives us scripture. He gives us his word, and his word does not fail when it's grabbed hold of by faith. Now, you may be asking Apostle Langston, what is faith? Faith is believing for the impossible before you even see it and receive and believe what God has said concerning you. There's many people all through the Bible, and we're going to go there in a moment, where I can show you that believe God, but not just in the Bible. I can share my testimony. Many of you all have testimonies how you went through things, and you could not see how you were going to come out of it. But now you've lived through it. You can look back and throw your hands up and look up to heaven and say, I thank God, and I know it was God because everything was working against me, but God turned it in my favor. Now, this is very powerful because when we get to the place and the understanding that if God is for me, and he is, he's more than the world against me. So now when I walk in confidence, when I walk in boldness, it's not my own boldness. It's not my own confidence, but my confidence is in God. My confidence is in the Father, and I know what he did before, he'll do it again. So no matter what comes my way, I'm already blessed. No matter what comes my way, I'm already the head and not the tail. No matter what comes my way, I'm already above and not beneath. All I need to do is remember the one that's doing it for me. Oh, my God. When you understand this, your praise will change. Oh, when you understand this, you are praised differently because you will understand this ain't a church praise. This a God praise. God been good to me. Yes, somebody, is, somebody knows what I'm talking about. God has been good to me in spite of me. I've done some dumb stuff. I've done some stupid stuff. Let's be honest, I've done some retarded stuff. I've done some stuff where I knew better and didn't do better. And because I repented, God turned it. And then some of us can praise God because you know you ain't repented and God brought you through it anyhow. To me, that's the fabulous life. That's the fabulous life. Knowing that you serve God and it ain't based on conditions. It's not how good, bad, or evil you are. It's how good Jesus was for you. And Father, I receive Jesus' goodness. That's why I believe in the name of Jesus. That's why I believe in the power of Jesus. That's why I remember what God did for me on the cross. Because as long as I remember, then my decisions are not based on me, but it's based on what somebody did for me. That's the fabulous life. Please be seated. So I love God. 
because I'm free. The Bible says, whom the Lord has set free, Tia, is free indeed. You should be free in your actions. You should be free in your ex expressions. You should be free to live a life in Christ that's not based on anybody's judgment or comparison of you to themselves or somebody else. But God's got a plan for you that's just for you. And once you learn how to seek after God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole body, God's not only going to bring you through on this side, but God's going to bless you even greater on the other side. The fabulous life. Tapping into the blessings of God. Everybody's going to leave here one day. Mother, brother, sister, cousin, children. You know how many, it's, it's sad. You know how many children died this week? You know how many children died last week? There's no age on death. The Bible says when death comes, it comes as a thief in the night. But God gave us a promise. In St. John 10.10, 10, it says the devil comes but for one reason. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, and I come that you might have life and have it the more abundantly. You got to learn how to praise God in your car. You got to learn how to praise God in your home. You got to learn how to praise God when you're going through. <laughs> Excuse me. You got to learn how to praise God when you're coming out. You got to know that God is God, and as long as I put God first, he promised me that he will turn everything in my favor, and I'm a believer that believes I am blessed above my wildest imagination, and nobody can stop me, nobody can hinder me, nobody can use my name to speak against me, because you cannot curse whom God is blessed. Somebody needs to jump up and shout, I am blessed. I am blessed. And it's not based on my decision to be blessed. It was based on God's love to bless me. Somebody, somebody needs to remember that God loves me in spite of me. Shelby, God loves you in spite of you. No matter who comes, no matter who goes, God still loves you. God will sustain you. God will keep you. And God will take what the enemy meant for evil. And the word says he'll work it in your favor. Somebody holler, I got favor coming this week. Please be seated. Please be seated if you can. It's moments like this that just make me want to shout. And I love Sunday. I love when we gather together to give God praise and remember what God said. Because some of us went through some stuff this week. And some of us are going through some things. And some of us are about to go through something. But I want you to know in Jesus' name, it's already worked out in your favor. I decree it and I declare it over your life. No matter what it looks like, walk by faith. No matter how it seems, walk by faith. Trust God over and above every situation. And if something changes in your life or somebody changed their mind about you and walk out of your life, no, God's already got a replacement. Come on and praise God right there. 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 I'm going to praise him right there. I'm going to stay right there. I'm going to shout right there. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody, if any of y'all got some of that long hair, if you don't have it in the spirit, throw, your, throw that hair. I know God's working it in my favor. I, I know he is. Please be seated. Y'all going to make me shout. Y'all acting up in here. Oh. All right, let's look at here. It says, 
says, since the Lord is our shepherd and we do not want, then we are called to experience a fabulous life in Christ. You shouldn't be carrying false burdens. A false burden doesn't mean that what you're going through is not real. It's just false because you as a believer, we just shouted over that we know God's worked it out. I had to learn that a while ago, Elder Mike. I had to learn it because I would rehearse things I was going through. I would be telling other people about stuff I was going through. Sometimes I would look like what I was going through, didn't want to get up. Sometimes didn't want to put on clothes. Sometimes didn't want to open up the curtains, was just in a dark space, but would be praising God. But my faith wasn't where my praise was. And we have to learn to put our faith where our praise is and put our praise where our faith is. And we must believe that all things are possible to them that believe. So what happens when them circumstances come, by faith, you know God already worked it out. So you don't look like it. You don't walk like it. Remember that boldness I was talking about? So when you walk in bold, it's because you're walking in God. People trying to figure out why you ain't crying and why you ain't whining and why you ain't quitting and why you're not throwing in the towel. I ain't quitting because I already know God worked it out. I already know that God has favored me. He's done it before. You can't make me doubt him. You can't make me doubt him. I know too much about him. And some of us have to remember our personal life. You might not know Genesis to Revelation. You might not know there's 66 books in the Bible. You may have not been to Catechism 1 or 2 or School of the Prophets or Ministry School, but you got your testimony. And when you know what God has done for you, when you called on the name of Jesus, you don't let anybody detour you from that. You don't let nobody talk you out of church, away from church. You don't let anybody get you caught up in their religious belief because you let them know, I'm beyond that because I got a testimony. Look at Deuteronomy. So look at Deuteronomy. God bless you, mommy. I see my mom is here today. Thank God that God is healing her body, giving her strength, giving her strength. All right. Let's look at this Deuteronomy 28. If you fully obey, verse 1, if you fully obey all of these commandments of the Lord your God, the laws I'm declaring to you, to you into the greatest nation in the world. These are the blessings that will come upon you because of obedience. One of the things that we need to understand is so important to have a desire to be obedient to God. You know, I, I, I laugh at that sometimes because our obedience to God is not really to impress God. Our obedience to God's word is to be a blessing to us because what he gave us was to bless us. So he tells us when we obey the word, you're going to be blessed. And I want to read some of these blessings that comes through and by obedience. And Father, I just thank you that we're blessed. I, I thank you, Father, for your faithfulness that you're not a man that you shall lie, that this is not based on emotions and conditions, but it's based on your promise, Father. Father, I thank you this morning for what you're doing in the lives of your believers. I thank you that there's men and women in here that are going to preach your word, that's going to teach your word, that's going to prophesy your word, that's going to teach people that you're real and that they're going to teach people to have a relationship with you. I thank you for the multi-millionaires that you're raising up in this house. I thank you for the business people and the leaders and the political leaders. I thank you there's no limitation on what you're going to do with your children that are part of this ministry. 
I thank you that your word will be in action as we decree and declare it even now. Jesus' name, I speak it, and so it is, and so shall it be, and so it is, and so shall it be, and so it is, and so shall it be. And see, this is why we need true men and women of God and prophets and apostles and that know how to decree and declare and speak the word of the Lord over your life and into your life and into our children because they are our future. And so many people sleep on the children and miss the children. But I thank God that we understand the assignment that God has given us to speak a word and create an environment and an atmosphere that as they grow, they'll grow healthy spiritually. Mm, I said something right there. That they ain't just learning the church game. But they'll grow spiritually. And they'll understand that greater is he that is in them. So it's nothing they can't do. I'm talking to my children right now. It's nothing they can't do because it's nothing that we cannot do as their parents. It's important to know who you are and know who your God is and know who your Abba is. It gives you a boldness. That's the fabulous life. And that's a God factor. God has worked it out. Deuteronomy 28 again. Let's look at this verse 1. If you fully obey all of these commandments of the Lord, your God, the laws I'm declaring to you today, God will transform. How many are you ready to be transformed? Whew. I'm sorry, y'all got to forgive me. I, I believe this. I know too much about him. I've walked this out. People counted me out and God counted me in. Come on, I know too much about him. He'll bless you. He'll bless you with less than. So you'll know who he is before he give you a whole lot. So by the time you get a whole lot, you remember he was God of the little before he was God of the whole lot. You won't sell him out for a dime or a dollar. <laughs> huh? Listen, transform, transform, transform. That's why when I read it a moment ago, you heard me stop to, to talk to him and thank him. Because I know he's going to transform some people's lives in here. To be great in him. You as adults and young adults, no matter what your age is, if you're still here, God ain't through with you yet. <clears throat> but we have to also speak to our children and decree it. And you heard me thank God that they're going to be great. They're going to be doctors in God, lawyers in God, millionaires in God, prophets in God, preachers in God, bishops in God. I, I speak that. I'm not giving our children to the world, not raising them up to, to the dumb factor. Children, God has greatness for you babies. He's got greatness for all of us. So he says, if we're obedient, he's going to transform. Transform. What does transform mean? It's going to change you. It's going to shift your way of thinking. Most of us have a paradigm in our mind. We don't realize the way we grew up, the world we were in, what we were taught by what we were exposed causes us to think a certain way. That child that grows up uh, uh, in the ghetto or in the hood, walking past the drug dealers and the prostitutes and the burnt down homes and the dilapidated buildings, they become accustomed to that. And they think that's the way life is supposed to be. They see struggle in their family, divorce in their family, generational curses of cancer, premature death in their family. They grow up thinking that's the way it's supposed to be. But it's not when you get transformed. 
God will transform your life in such a way, but it's the obedience. So we just heard him say it. If, if you fully obey, he said, God will transform you into this great nation in the world. These are the blessings that will come upon you. Listen to this. Bless in the city. Blessings in the field. Many children, ample crop, large flocks and herds, blessings of fruit and bread, blessings when you come in, blessings when you go out. This is the promise of God through obedience. That's why I understand when people go to church 20, 30 years, they jumping and shouting, but they're struggling. Where is the transformation? You can't be transformed with the wrong information. You think coming to church is going to do it. If you think just jumping up and down is going to do it, you're wrong. When you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God called you to be great, then you move toward the gate greatness while you praise God. If that's education, if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, if you want to be a business owner, you praise God in it. That's living the fabulous life, knowing who you are, knowing your position, and knowing my obedience to serve him and to praise him. He said he was going to bless me and transform me. I got an expectation. And if God ain't real, I'm not just about to spend the little time I have on earth playing the church game. It's Sunday and football on. I'm a man's man. This wasn't real and I wouldn't be in here doing this. I'd be at home watching football. Cooking me some breakfast. Laughing at y'all church folk. I should laugh at church folk. I didn't get it. I said, them folks, look at them, they're getting all dressed up, they go in there, and ain't nothing going to change. They're going to walk out the same. And some of them worse than me, and I was in the world. And, then God, and God, had to, God had to help me to understand wrong information, not informed properly. He said, tell them, I didn't tell them if they seek church, I would change them. He said, I told them if they seek me, I would change them. Tell them if they obeyed me, they would be transformed. Why? Because God already knows the answer to he is the answer. He is the solution. No matter what you're going through. That's why we have to be obedient to God. Now go to Romans right quick, chapter 1. And I want to show you why the world looks the way it looks. Why, we, why some of us used to struggle what we used to struggle with. Because I believe today your struggle, whatever you struggle with, is over. You will no longer struggle. I believe that. See, I can preach it, but it's according to your faith. I've seen God do it many times, over and over above and, and above for so many people. But it's according to your faith. What is faith? Hebrews 11.1 1 says, faith is what? The substance of things hoped for. There is no what? Physical evidence when you're hoping and believing. When, when Pastor Robin was going to school to be a lawyer, she had to walk away at 22. She had just graduated from Spelman. She was working at a, at, at, for, the, uh, uh, for the government as a probation officer. At 22 years old, she was making great money. But she was seeing a lot of young men and young women that were coming through there. They were being railroaded by the court system, and she wanted to help. And because she wanted to help, she was willing to go back to school and sacrifice to become a lawyer. Well, when she went to her employer, she thought that that would be a great idea and that they would reward her for that. And they told her that she would lose all of her benefits and that even if she came back, she wouldn't get everything. She would have to walk away from everything that she had established. And I had to tell her, don't worry about it because when God is for you, there's more in front of you 
that's behind you. I say you're not going back anyhow because God is calling you forward to become that lawyer to be able to be a blessing to other people. But she had to walk away from something that was solid, a great paying career. She had to walk away from it to go to school, which means she would have to get monies to be able to pay for schooling, but she stepped out by faith. And when she got in school, it was so hard. It was laborious. We couldn't date. We were friends then. We couldn't go out. We couldn't go anywhere because she was always studying. She was always working, but she knows she was working toward a goal. I want you to understand you have to have goals in your life. I'm talking to some people today. You got to have goals in your life, and you have to understand where you want to be in the future. And as you serve God now, you have to understand he gives you the strength and the ability to make it through it, even when it doesn't look like you're going to come out. It was telling Pastor Robin, boy, she'd be crying, and I want to quit. She was just studying and studying and studying. Thank God she has graduated now. She's a Lord, been a Lord, what, 10 years, over 10 years now? How long has it been? 22 years. Jeez, what time it went? 22 years, a lawyer. But if she would have stopped, if she wouldn't have went, there was days I would tell her, honey, I see you walking across the stage. Her first year, she just trying to make it through. And I would tell her, you got to see it. You got to see the finish line. You got to see the fin You got to see God's calling you into greater. You got to see that God is, that's how I see with this ministry. I see more word and actions. I see more great leaders. But I'm in the future. But I minister now for where we want to end up. Because if I don't give it to you this way now, you won't be able to be that what I'm seeing. So I don't minister from where you are. I minister from where I see you. Oh, y'all. So I'm not here to play with your emotions. I'm here to get you to understand that your obedience to God, your desire to please him is going to bless you beyond your wildest imagination. Somebody say, I receive that. I didn't say it won't get hard. Matter of fact, anything worth having, it takes hard work. Many Christians fail. They don't have goals. They don't have budgets because they're not planning for a future because they're just trying to get through the week. God wants you to understand that he's got a future that's much brighter for you and the decisions you make today determines the outcome of your tomorrow. When I first got married to Pastor Robin, I saw a whole lot of horrible marriages, but I saw one great marriage. And that one great marriage caused me to desire that one great marriage that I saw and that was my spiritual leaders, Apostle Wayne T. Jackson and Dr. Beverly. I saw how that man loved that one woman, and I learned then it was possible because before that, I didn't think it was a possibility. I didn't. The men, the men I saw, the things I saw, I just didn't even think it was an option. I believed like the women believe, that can't no man be faithful to anybody. Just don't let me catch you. Somebody caught that. <laughs> just don't let me catch you. But because I saw it, I knew it was possible now. And because I knew it was possible, I desired it. And what I desired, what I desired, I got. Because I spoke to it. I spoke over it. And then I believed for 
the future to look a certain way. In order for it to look that way, I had to win her. Just because I married her don't mean I won her. I had to get her to trust me. I had to get her to know that I was for her and that she is mine. And that nobody is better than her. Nobody is greater than her. And I make her first after God. And once she knew that I had the greatest marriage and love life because it's what you give out is what you get back. I need you to understand this. And it's the same principle in God. What you put out is what you get back. So this is what God is saying here in Deuteronomy. So you're going to see now in Romans why the world is so jacked up. Go over to Romans chapter 1. Pastor Robin, I want you to start reading verse 18 for me. And listen very carefully as she reads. So if you can kind of slow it down a little bit, I'd be thankful, honey. Yes, sir. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. Did you hear that? Let me read that living Bible. It makes it even more clear. But God shows his anger. Now, we just talk about the blessings that comes through obedience. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, evil men who push away the truth from them. These people hear the truth, but they push it away. Verse 19, for the truth about God is known to them instinctively. God has put this knowledge in their hearts. Since earliest times, men have seen the earth. Listen to this. Since earliest times, men have seen the earth and sky and all God made and have known of his existence. They know it has to be a God. They know that there is a God. So they will have no excuse when they stand before God at judgment day. Verse 21, yes, they knew about him, all right, but they wouldn't admit it or worship him or even thank him for all his daily care. They wouldn't even acknowledge God. They wouldn't thank him for all of his daily care. He gave them breath. He gave them energy. He gave them strength. But they wouldn't acknowledge that it's because of God that I breathe. It's because of God that I move. They knew that it was God, but they wouldn't acknowledge it. He says, and after a while, they begin to think up silly ideas of what God was like. They begin to make up their own ideologies. The result was that their foolish minds became dark and confused, claiming themselves to be wise without God. They became utter fools instead, and then instead of worshiping the glorious ever-living God, they took wood and stone and made idols for themselves, carving them to look like mere birds or animals or snakes or puny men, statues of people, or buildings. Buildings become idols. Fellowships and things of that nature become idols. What is an idol? When you worship something more than you worship God. Oh, uh, you didn't hear me. That's why I always tell you, you never, you never make me no idol. I know the one who sustains us. I know the one who has the whole earth and the world in his hands. I know who has you and has me, right? So listen, he says, so God let them go ahead. God doesn't stop us, guys. God let them go ahead into every sort of sex sin and do whatever they want to. 
Yes, vile and sinful things with each other's bodies. Oh, that's deep. Men with men, women with women, animals, people sleeping with animals, bestiality, what is it? Beast, yeah, bestiality. People sleeping with people in their own family. The perversion. He turns them over to their own mind. So whatever you think is right, that's what you do. God allows it. It's called a reprobate mind. That comes from living outside of the will of God. So when you look in the world, that's what you see. When you look in our families, that's what you see. Because people want to do it what? Their own way. So how you, can you be successful? People come to church on Sunday. They praise God. They praise and honor the preacher. They jump and shout. They speak in tongues. And when they walk out of the door, they go home and do things their own way. Come on, let's be honest. Can we, we, we can't be honest. We can't be saved. Today, I want to be saved. Today, I want to be delivered. Today, I want to be my breakthrough. Today, I want to understand, God, I came here because I needed an understanding. I needed some direction. I needed some correction. So I'm not going to get mad when the correction comes because I know it, even if I don't tell my wife, my husband, my children, I know I need some correction because my mind's been playing tricks on me. God, I can't do it without you. God, I need you. I, I can't. Honestly, parents, think about it. Honestly, are you really protecting your children? You can't protect your children. You got to drop them off at school. You got to drop them off in children's You always allowing somebody else to be in their life. You don't know what's going on when you ain't around. You better know how to pray. You better have God in your life. You better have favor even on your children. You better have them somewhere even now where they're being raised to know the truth because the world is teaching them just what God said. God said because of sin you see the perversion. One man want another man. A woman want a woman. This is what the word says. I ain't judging nobody. I'm ministering the word. He said, but they won't be happy. They won't have joy. They won't produce life, but you will produce pleasure. What happens when you're not producing life? You're not adding to yourself. You're not prospering, but you're enjoying pleasure. Pleasure does not mean prosperity. I'm almost done. Oh, it feels good in the minute, in the moment. But it, does, it will not prosper you. It means your future, your ladder is going to be empty. Don't let anybody trick you. Don't let the pleasure trick you because the enemy is a thief and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will give you what looks like a blessing for a season and take it from you later. Look here, I really want us to get it because God loves us and God desires that you prosper. God wants you so blessed that you could pay off your church if you wanted to. That's how blessed he wants you. He wants you so blessed that you can buy, you sitting in the service and God said, I want you to buy that sister a house. You can buy that sister a house because you're that blessed. God wants to bless you. He just want to be first. If I get this in you, the devil. God want to bless you. So you never quit. You never quit working hard. Only reason she's been a lawyer for 22 years, she didn't quit. Only reason this ministry is still going is because I didn't quit. People walked out on me. People lied on me. People talked about me. People came against me. People said all sorts of evil. But it didn't matter what somebody else says because I knew what I believed. What do you believe if you promise to bless God? God has promised to bless you. I see your future. And your future looks much brighter while you're praising. Never stop praising. Never stop shouting. 
Never stop moving forward. Never stop finding somewhere to serve in church. God, where can I serve? Can I pick up some paper? Can I, can I vacuum until they put me on a ministry team? Can I, can I answer the phones when people call? Can I pray for some people? Because God, you said only what I do for you is going to last. So my desire is to please you. I don't have to worry about pleasing me because God, if I please you, I will be pleased. You can't help it. Please be seated. God bless Abraham. Y'all write these scriptures down. We can't go. Time is not permitting. Genesis 12 and 1, he tells, uh, he tells Abraham, he said, I want you to leave your family. I want you to walk away from everybody that's familiar to you. Now, you can imagine what happened when he did that. People are going to misunderstand you. People are going to talk about you. They're going to think you forgot what they did for you. They're going to they're look at you like you think you're better than the family, all of that. He says, but I want you to raise up a village for me. So in order to do that, you can't be torn between two. He said, now, I'm going to bless your family because of you. He said, that's my job. I'm God. He said, but Abram, if you do this for me, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to bless your children. Then he said, Abram, I'm going to bless them that bless you. Let me go over here. He said, I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to bless them that bless you, and I'm going to curse them that curse you. So in other words, Abram, you don't have to worry about nothing but doing the assignment. Because I'm going to fight for you when they fight against you. And if somebody blesses you, Abram, I'm going to bless them. So much, they're going to know it's a privilege to bless you because I made you to be a blessing. God's got a plan. It's called the fabulous life in Christ. Children, I want you to hear this. I want you to know that God loves you. God lo now, this is going to make some parents, man. God loves you more than your mama loves you. God loves you more than your daddy loves you. They love you because you look like them and came from them, but you really came from God. God got a plan for your children, and you better get out the way, parents. Some of you messing it up. God keeps them at school. God keeps them when they're on the playground. God keeps them when you're in a car. Two children died the other day in a car accident. I cover your children with the blood of Jesus. I cover your family by incidents and accidents and situations that may come your way, but it won't take your life in Jesus' name. I speak it. I speak it in authority in Jesus. I release it over your life. Mm. Oh. Oh. You can't beat him. Look. Look at here. Verse 21. Yes, they knew about him. Where did I stop at? Oh, uh, down into verse 23. And stones and made idols of themselves, carving them to look like mere birds and animals and snakes and puny men. So God let them, listen to this. God let them go ahead and do it. God let them go ahead into every sort of sex sin and do whatever they wanted to. Yes, vile and sinful things with each other's bodies. Instead of believing what they knew was the truth about God, they deliberately chose to believe, believe lies. So they prayed to the things God made but wouldn't obey the blessed God who made these things. That is why God let go of them and let them do all these evil things. He turned them over to a reprobate mind. Made, let them believe that they were right. Let them seek other gods and signs and symbols. He let them. That's why if you ever see, I've seen it, guys, it's been so sad. I've seen it growing as I grew in church with my spiritual parents. I've seen it as a pastor. You can see somebody coming to, 
to church, being a part of a village. They clean up. They look good. They're smelling good. They're talking right. They're growing in this new birth. And then the enemy tricks them, and they go back out in that world. They can be out there five months, but when they come back, they stink like the world. They look like the world. They talk like the world. They're all marked up their body. They look totally different because when a believer goes back, the devil hits them twice as hard, and he makes up the time they ain't been out there. Anybody you ever know, you've seen them in church, when they get out there, look at how, it's like they're trying to prove something. And you say, what in the world happened to you? I've had people I, didn't, I couldn't even recognize. That's how that world is. It's never enough, is it? People mark up their whole face, mark up their whole body. For what? Well, this is why. Idols. They mark themselves with these idols. That's why you see some people, they'll even get religious and mark it up. They'll put praying hands or glory to God. Just, <laughs> it's idol worship. Look at verse 26. Well, go ahead, pick back up at uh, 24 for me, Pastor Robin, and stop at verse 26. We're almost finished. Is this blessing anybody today? Yes. Go ahead, Pastor Robin. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves, who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions, wow. for even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Wait, read that again. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Mm -hmm. Likewise, also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Burned for one another. Lusted after the same thing. Why y'all quiet? Just, we, just reading the, we just reading out the word. I ain't preaching again. I love everybody. everybody. Everybody's welcome to come be a part so you can hear the truth. What you do with it is up to you. We're just reading it. She reading? We're just reading. Read, read, that, read that again, honey. For even women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Uh -huh. Likewise also the men, leaving their natural use of the woman, burned in their lust for one another. Men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Do whatever they wanted to do. That's the sign of sin and death. And that's how the world looks now. And it has even come in some of our churches now. Confuse the children, confuse the people. Everybody's confused. What's right? What's not right? They'll confuse you. Go ahead, read on, honey. This is the Bible we're reading out of, right? Okay. We're getting ready to, to close up. Go ahead, honey. Being filled with all unrighteousness, uh -huh. sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, Wow. Murder. Wow. Strife. Wow. Deceit. Wow. Evil-mindedness. Wow. They are whisperers. Woo! They whisper. They whisper about people. They talk about people. Go ahead. Backbiters. He, he called it out. Backbiters. Look at you right in your face and talk about you like a dog. Family, friends, cousins, aunties, uncles, mamas, daddies, church members. Praise the Lord, pastor. 
said backbite. He called it all out. So we're not just hitting one thing. Oh, he's talking against same sex. No, 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 no. The scripture's just saying that God didn't purpose that for that. We're just reading scripture. Now he's saying God ain't purpose for you to be a backbiter. God ain't purpose for you to be a liar. God ain't purpose for you to be a whisper talking to your husband, your wife about peace. He, he said, no, that, that, that's not the way. That's the way to get you off the, the, the path of peace, the path of righteousness, the path of goodness. That's tapping into the fabulous life. You don't have none of that drama in your life. And when you see it, you ain't looking at somebody to judge them, to look at them like they're wicked or ugly. You just understand that they're struggling with something that may be pleasurable now that's going to hurt them later. And you as a believer should be loving on people, accepting of all people, praying for all people. Why? Because we were such a people. I don't know what you was, but I know what I was. And what you see now, I wasn't it. Your sin might not have been my sin, and my sin might not have been your sin, but I was a sinner saved by grace. But I didn't get saved until I heard this good stuff because I was doing the pleasures of my flesh. And it seemed right, but things wasn't going right, and it was pleasurable, but it wasn't coming into no peace or no joy in the Holy Ghost. But back to Deuteronomy, what did God say? If you obey me, if you're obedient, why? God said, I know why I created you. I know why I purposed you. I know why I blessed you. And I know my plans that I have for you. And I did. If I planned to judge you, I would have never sent my son Jesus to save you. He said, I sent Jesus so now you can know the right way, the righteous way in my plan for you. And I plan to bless you. On Tuesday, we talked about Job. God blessed Job because Job desired to please God. In the book of faith, Hebrews eleven six, you go there and read it, meditate on it this week. We'll talk about it hopefully Tuesday. When God blessed Noah, he blessed him because he said he was a righteous man, not a perfect man. Don't ever get righteousness and perfection mixed up. You can never be perfect enough. It's God's righteousness. When you do it his way, it comes out the way he planned it for you to come out. Blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed when you come. Blessed when you go. Blessed when you touch something. Bless your womb. Bless your money. Bless your water. Bless your food. Bless your body. Bless your children. Bless your children's children. Bless your children's children. He said, I'll go down generations and I'll bless you. Come on, let's praise God in here. A fabulous life. God's got a plan for my life. Somebody holler out, God's got a plan for my life. And it's to prosper me. And it's to bless me. See, you need to understand this word today was not to expose anybody in here. It's to expose how the devil works so we can know what's contrary to God that's operating in my life. And it might feel good, but I just heard it ain't going to turn out good. I want to be in the will of God. I want to repent. I want prayer. I want deliverance. I want healing. 
I don't just want to be a church girl. Or I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to be somebody that look like someone. I want to live my fabulous life. So when I walk out of church and I'm living for God and I'm getting on the plane and I'm traveling the world, he's blessing me. When I go shopping, I can buy whatever I want to buy. I can buy you something and you something. And I'm so prosperous. I'm living a fabulous life. When I leave here, I don't know. Do I want to get in my boat? Do I want to go for a ride in the river? Do I want to get in my motorcycle? Do I want to get in my nice car? Do I want to go to my nice home? Do I go swimming? I didn't know that me being obedient to God was going to cause God to put me on a highway of blessing. God's got blessings for you. Your eyes haven't seen. But don't expect to come into something too that you don't work for. Turn around three times and everything going to happen for you. That prophet just lied to you. You only thing you got was dizzy. It's what you do after you turn around three times. The three times can work, but it's the purpose for turning is that you don't turn back the way you came, baby. The purpose of turning is so you don't. Come on, let's praise God in here. Come on, let's praise God. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. That's why. That's why. That's why when you see your sister or brother or you see somebody coming in and they living the way you used to live or maybe you didn't do that sin and now you think that sin is bigger than another sin. No, 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 baby. Our job as believers is to pray for one another, to cover each other because we know by the grace of God, by the grace of God that could be me, by the grace of God that was me, by the grace of God that should have been me. They stayed out there too long. They broken down. No, I ain't going to judge them. I'm going to pray for them because I know it's by the grace of Jesus. I know it's by the blood of Jesus, and I'm going to pray for them, and I'm going to hug them. That's why sometimes I get upset. I'm not going to lie to you. When we say amen and all y'all just run out of the door, you don't hug each other. You don't fellowship with each other. You don't know who's in here. You don't know what people are going through. That's your job as a believer to stick around and meet other people and bless even your sister and brother because you might think you know them yesterday, but you don't know what they're going through today and they need prayer and they might need a hug and they huh it's Sunday take care of God's business God will bless your business love on each other pray for each other and before you so quick just to run and do your assignment hug three or four people ask them their name if you already asked them they ask them how they doing today this is what the church is about. You may come one way, but if you keep on coming, God's going to deliver you. God's going to heal you. God's going to bring you through. God's going to bring you out in Jesus' name. Come on and praise Him. Come on and praise Him. On behalf of Apostle Clarence Langston and Pastor Robin Langston, we want to thank you for joining us for our Sunday worship experience. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m., every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our Transformation Tuesday Bible Study, and Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. you can catch all things new Apostles Morning Inspiration Show. Until next time, be blessed.